Welcome to the third season of the Ashlers podcast. We are thrilled about our progress and more importantly, grateful for your support and encouragement. We are going in strong with ever more energy and passion into the third season of a humble little initiative that is to show the true light of Freemasonry by being India's first and only podcast on Freemasonry. In this season, we continue to highlight papers by Indian Masons and showcase the wealth of Masonic knowledge and wisdom in India. Additionally, we will also shine some light on various other degrees beyond the craft with a view to help Masons discover the true joy of being a Mason and expand their horizons. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any grand lords or constituents thereof. Best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non-Masons alike. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of The Ashlers. This is season 3. So now I'm sure a lot of you will be wondering that the new year has begun but The Ashlers are a bit late. Well, yes. let me tell you, <laughs> it's all for very good reasons. And those reasons will be actually delving deep into and explain to you that sometimes pre-masonry takes a lot more than just the usual meetings. In case you're wondering what that is all about, I'll get to it in a bit. In fact, Rinesh will take the lead on it. And in fact, both of us have something interesting to share. More Rinesh on, on his part. because uh, his lords had a very interesting very important uh, event in its history uh, i had something similar uh, sometime back and we did an episode on that as well with the worshipful master of the lords at that point of time but probably i'm getting way too ahead of myself let me take a few steps back you see guys freemasonry is more than just degree work first degree second degree this that it's more than just a bunch of people coming together and having some ceremonies there's a lot more to it a lot more that enriches a mason's journey in this wonderful world also known as the gentle craft so with that being said let me hand it over to rinesh and explain a little bit about uh, from his side what the delay was all about and also delve into the agenda for today so rinesh over to you Thank you very much, uh, Shishir. First of all, to all our folks, a very happy new year. I know I can still say happy new year because it's still in the month of January. And uh, the idea was, and I think we, the last episode which we did, Shishir, was last year somewhere in September, if I'm not wrong. And that means the entire quarter, the, th- the fourth quarter of the year actually went by. And I have good reasons for this. So I remember Shishir used to obviously be the one to chime in or rather ping me and tell me, Rinesh, Uh, next episode or uh, what do we have in mind what are we going to do and i i both of us will sit and we'll just gather our ideas thoughts and just try to put everything into place but the problem happened was uh i was got i got tied up in some important activity for my lodge so my lodge last year completed 125 years in existence so we call it a quasquicentennial 
and like shishir mentioned a uh, year before that uh, he his lodge 2022 21 or 22 if i'm not wrong shishir you guys completed your centenary celebration 100 years so uh, i'm still be, i'm still elder to you in this sense 125 years uh, is what our lodge completed so so the idea was that we had a lot of things planned uh, one aspect which came in my hand was to compiled the entire history of the, those 125 years into a booklet now luckily for me considering that our centenary was just completed obviously 25 years back there were a set of information available so my idea was to obviously add those 25 other uh, for, for those whatever we have done in the last 25 years so it looked easy at least till september but when it came to october right that's when i was actually looking at the amount of information which i was supposed to compile and maybe make sure that the entire booklet comes in a format that it doesn't look like all bits and pieces it took the entire time and and shishir i can i i complete i remember the first time when your booklet was there your souvenir book was in front of me and i was like guys you guys had done an amazing job of compiling each and everything going through each and every old records now going through records for 100 years is not a joke and luckily for me my past masters my the secretary at that time the the uh, souvenir committee's convener the editor at that time when they completed for the 100 years they had done an amazing job however there were a lot of other stuff which kind of got missed out and not not deliberately obviously not deliberately it was like how much can you add more so those are the things which we started getting and we started adding and voila and the in on 16th of december when my lodge actually had done this 125 year celebration openly as in for all the masons around the country right we basically invite the grand master of the grand lodge of india and we also invite the regional grand master of the regional grand lodge of southern india because uh, my lodge is part of the rglsi and then gli in that sense they were impressed because the amount of information which we were ad- which we had added in that book that actually showcased what that history is all about and obviously as i said it's it looks easy just to write down certain pointers go through some of the years and just take out key points but going through those making sure they all fa- uh, fall in one line and in, in in one order takes time and that is where my entire 3 months i would say went by and i think after 16 december 17th i i remember this very well 17 december was a sunday and i literally was like you know what guys i'm not getting up today i'm just literally lying down and i'm not getting up to do anything i just want to just take a bit of a break and i think each of our lodge member on that day didn't even send a message to each other like okay you know what guys what is happening nothing nothing we were just like guys we did a really good job let's take a break and that's exactly shishir what i did and i'm sure that would have been very well deserved because i was fortunate enough to also be able to attend that meeting and uh, i can definitely say a lot of work did go into organizing the whole thing in fact uh, my privilege to have been the photographer for the event and i was able to capture the 125th uh, you know group of officers and people who attended the lodge meeting from your lodge that day so i was able to get that group photo done <laughs> thank you very much there for that shishir it was a really good job as in i see for for me as a person as a layman right i i might not understand photography that well but when we saw the photo and we saw the smiles right you were able to capture that emotion very well you even were able to capture the emotion when all of us were standing outside and we were just chatting and everything and you just picked out some of these things and it it kind of reflected the work which we have done for that event 
so we had what 100 plus visitors we had a really good con- uh, contingent of all uh, the grand lodge of india house officers regional grand lodge of southern india's officers everybody was standing and they were happy right because they were being part of a lodge's history 125 years is a big event i know it's it's obviously smaller compared to 150 and it is bigger than 100 but every year for a lodge counts and that's exactly what we were able to portray on that day and that's exactly what everybody I, and i am pretty sure everybody enjoyed it because at least the smiles captured by you shishir uh, is the testimony of those things thank you for that and yes uh, you know i i agree to that and you know going back to uh, the point of what more does a lodge offer so you know listeners the ceremonies are definitely one huge part of masonry but it is these little milestones that come in the history of a lodge which also tends to uh, you know rally people together it rejuvenates a lodge's existence the purpose of its existence and it gives a sense of belonging to the lodge members because it's not just about coming every month and doing some work but it also gets him some gets him to do something more now like if i were to take an example from uh, our lodge's uh, centenary celebrations we actually had started a few years before the the centenary was supposed to even begin a few years i'm not talking about weeks or months years because obviously organizing a centenary is not a, a small thing that you can just you know tell a few people guys just come over and we'll have fun no you have to there's a lot of organization that goes behind it there's a lot of data that needs to be collected like rinesh spoke about right so you need people to pitch in it's all you know voluntary work but then why would someone do it right well if you ask me i joined the lodge when you know we were coming close to uh, the centenary there there was still some years for it but then again seeing the vast history of the lodge I, a question came to my mind that like the 100 masters the worshipful masters 100 masters who were those people you know or what happened in the very first meeting of our lodge what happened in the 50th meeting of the lords and you know what i actually was able to get a glimpse into that i was given a, a book which had the meeting minutes and i got a chance to read through the uh, summons which was sent out uh, the meeting minutes which was sent out and it was fascinating to see first of all the book existed i'm holding a 100 year old book in my hands was out of this world that feeling that you know i can't describe it right but to have the history of 100 years in your hands is just out of this world then to see those pages like you know it's gone yellowish brown with with time and that handwriting like in those days i i saw it was like you know all handwritten cursive handwriting like you would typically see of like you know british times very elaborate very ornate kind of handwriting i could barely read some of it but the fact that someone sat there wrote that with an ink pen by the way it's not a ballpoint pen i'm talking about 100 years, 100 years ago so it was an ink pen and someone sat and wrote all those details oh it's just too good and that's is one part of it you know there's a lot more to it someone has to organize the uh, press uh presence someone has to organize the photography part of it the food and beverages part of it the uh invitation to the grand lodges the different members within all over the country and even beyond if people are available right 
there's a lot more that goes into it it engages every single person in the lodge but i'm just talking about one particular milestone there's a lot more to it so with that let me hand it back to rinesh and elaborate on this part so rinesh back to you thank you shishir so we have been speaking about i think in the first uh, season obviously we spoke about the various lodges which are there around our country then we started talking about the various papers which we have got that's what we did the entire second season and those papers right were talking about the various aspects of freemasonry in general but the overall gist i think we have already covered in the first second first or second episodes of freemasonry of our podcast was in the first season was what are the degrees right it's it's like a step it's like going up the ladder and understanding each and every aspect of those things but then what else do we do what else happens in in a craft lodge freemasonry there are two different aspects to it there are certain things which are being done for the lodge and there are certain things done for the members so let me just cover them one for the lodge what exactly do what exactly does happen in that now the first and the most important thing let's say, let, let let's let me just think about this in this way you are thinking of buying a house and let's say we are lucky enough and unfortunately not in today's date but luck, let's say we were lucky enough and back in the 60s and 70s we wanted a plot of land and in that plot of land i would like to build a house of my own that's very similar to what freemasonry would have been in a new place now in a new place it doesn't mean that i will just go and and i'm saying with the understanding that the group of freemasons have come together a group of men have come together and they say let's build a freemasons hall a place where we will actually work on ourselves where we will have a lodge of ourselves a lodge for ourselves where we are going to do the working where we are going to uh, understand from each other how to become better person and everything now for that you need a building now for that building you need a piece of land so assuming you have got a piece of land you are going to do the whole building aspect you are going to build that and like any culture around the world there is going to be a foundation stone ceremony laying of that foundation stone we have it in each and every culture around the world it is not like just building something on its own there is a special ceremony for those things now obviously in today's date you will come up and say you know what maybe we are not able to do that that's absolutely fine that's up to you however if you go back to the culture which we have been following the culture which you and i are part of we would have done that everybody over here who who is listening to this episode will un- remember that one moment where they would have heard about it there is a foundation stone ceremony being laid now the same concept is there even in freemasonry when a new freemasons hall is being built by freemasons there is going to be found laying of a foundation stone and it's a very beautiful ceremony if you actually google or if you go to youtube and just search for laying of a foundation stone you will find multiple such things and i think there are some which are available to be seen and by the way nothing nothing specific about oh i can't see this or this cannot be showcased it's a very basic ceremony but in that basic ceremony it is not the the process it's the wordings it's the teachings which you get i i remember there is one interesting line wherein the the person who's officiating this entire work right let's say uh, in this, this case the grand master he asks the deputy grand master uh, can you just check whether the stone is square it's a very simple word what exactly he's asking he's just checking whether the stone is correct 
So the deputy master, deputy grandmaster goes with a tool, which is your square. Uh, the square which I'm talking about is the architect square, the L, which we actually use. So he uses that, checks the square and confirms to the grandmaster that the square is perfect, that the workers have done a really good job in creating that square. Now, what does it mean? It has an amazing meaning to it. That means people like you and me, Shishir and me, have worked together to make that stone perfect. And that is that stone which we have brought. I'm not talking materialistic. I'm talking it from a very philosophical sense. That we have brought people together to make that building. Because that building is just going to be a building until unless the occupants of the building do not do a good job. And if that building needs to be an amazing structure, a superstructure which we would create where we can learn things, the occupants of that building needs to be perfect. And that's what Shishir and I would have done. That's what those members would have done. They brought themselves together, made sure that those are good people, people who will do work towards themselves and towards the betterment of society. And they brought them into this building to make sure that the building which is constructed the character which you and I are going to construct in this place is going to highlight those stuff. Is going to ensure that the world is a better place to live. Let there be hundreds of problems, but we will work towards the betterment of society. That is the first aspect. Similarly, if if you move ahead, you have a lot of other things, but I would like Shishir to first like maybe add his points to what he thinks about laying off a foundation stone. Thanks, Ranesh. And I was just about to <laughs> unmute and pitch in, but good you gave me that segue. So, yeah, guys. Uh, so, foundation stone, right? And I'm sure uh, this is not unique to Freemasonry. There are multiple real estate projects where this is actually a ceremony which is celebrated in a very pompous fashion, right? Laying the foundation stone. You would have some chief guest, he or she will come and unveil some, you know, plaque or something. And the whole sort of breaking of the ground and all those things happen. Question is why? Why even bother? The building is not even started. You can't even go there. What is the whole point of laying that stone? Now, Rinesh has definitely elaborated on that. But just to make it a little more relatable and make it more personal, right? Let me put it this way. You start a new job. If you believe in a higher being and what you believe in is up to you, or whom you believe in is up to you. But you will at least, at the very least, uh, you know, subconsciously or silently take that person's or that higher being's name. Or maybe say a few lines. Some people might be a little more elaborate. They might go to temples and, you know, uh, maybe do some small ceremony over there. But why even bother with such a thing? You're going to start a new job. It's like your previous job. I mean, you still go to an office or maybe work from home, <laughs> log in and ask people if you can hear them and share the screen and whatnot. What's different? Well, what is different is that it's again a new beginning. And that is the key. It's a new beginning. It might be familiar, but it's still different in some way. Right? You start with lofty hopes, dreams, and you know, uh, you, you kind of think that may this beginning be different and may it be much better than whatever has happened in the past. So you try to make it into a small or a big ceremony so that you start on that journey on a positive note, right? And you're in way, in some way you're trying to also, uh, uh, how do I say this? You're trying to manifest those positive feelings that you have uh, 
and enrich it through these little ceremonies while at the same time also making the intent clear for everyone else why would you call 10 other people why would you go with your parents or your family to you know some such ceremony because you also want to bring in the positive energy from others maybe they are also praying something similar right so these are all higher aspects that i am sort of talking about here but you know subconsciously that's the whole point you want people who want the good for you to be along with you during an important part so that being said that is some aspect which i hope is making it relatable for you but if definitely there's something that you feel uh, that you know uh, is something that you want to mention from your end definitely leave a comment uh, on our podcast in whichever you know platform you listen to or write us a note we would love to bring it up in our next episode but hearing from you is also important so rinesh back to you man thanks shishir uh So moving on, after the foundation stone is laid, the building is obviously constructed. Then what? Then obviously we come together. Now there is the lodge, the lodge which we have been talking about right from the beginning. The the basic unit of Freemasonry around the world is called a lodge. We have always we have covered it in our previous episodes. Why is it called a lodge? So if you are able to, uh, if if you if this word is new for you and you are listening it for the first time, please go back to some of our previous episodes where we have actually mentioned that even in the title that why is this called a lodge? What exactly is it? But however, going with the ex- understanding that you know what this lodge is all about, now comes the important point of consecrating a lodge. Now that is again something which is a very elaborate and a very interesting event which happens. Now details of this is not going to make any sense just even if I tell you about it but what exactly why do we do this this is where the whole what do you call the 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 new beginning which you should mention right you have constructed the building now i'm coming inside and starting the work for me to start the work to pre- to do that entire thing right i have to make sure that my unit actually exists and for that unit to exist somebody needs to give me that authority the grand master of the grand lodge of india and similarly obviously the grand masters of their respective grand lodges around the world will actually give the authority to a bunch of freemasons to say here you go guys this is your lodge work do better do good be good and make sure that you make it a better place to be and that is exactly what the consecration is all about and at that moment the group of brethren who have come together to con- to, to make sure that that lodge exists is pivotal those guys get that full information or rather what should i say the the uh the instructions i would say or rather the 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 authority from the grand master to run that lodge and that is in that moment that thing actually happens there is a warrant which is given to them they actually are with based on that warrant that entire lodge functions but their entire ceremony is very interesting because at that moment they have brought into that building this group of men and they have said that you guys are going to start a lodge and that would be the lodge name similar to that same concept there are two more aspects which will actually happen one is your dedicating the banner the lodge banner and obviously the freemasons hall itself see because the building itself on its own is just going to be a building as i said when we go inside and we start doing the work that's when the whole work starts right so what have i done i have consecrated a lodge then what do we do we dedicate that lodge there is a basically a banner right like you would have seen many of the uh, army units at one point of time in front there used to be a banner so that they showcase to the entire uh, people around them what who they are 
and that's exactly where we kind of got that idea as well because masons freemasons coming from different parts how exactly can you know where are you from where are they from and that's where the lodge banner matters and shishir's lodge lodge star of the south has a banner my lodge which is lodge united services has a banner my lodge's banner uh okay let me just let me do this let me ask shishir first to uh, explain what his banner looks like because that will actually give you an idea what this banner is because after the lodge is consecrated and the grand master has dedicated that lodge banner to or given that lodge banner to them which has been designed by the brethren it's a very interesting event in its own but that lodge banner itself has an amazing concept and i would like shishi to first elaborate on that and then i'll jump into the banner of lodge united services all right so if anyone wants to actually check out our lodge banner you can in fact search for lodge star of the south uh, 101 on google you most likely will see our facebook page and you will see the banner there now the banner that my lodge has is a very interesting one it's got a blue color background like sky blue uh, there are you know there's a like a ribbon kind of thing that's on top it says lords of the south number 101 gli and then you have a star out of which there are you know uh, rays going out uh, then towards the bottom uh, you have two coconut trees and uh, which is like rooted to a what do you say a, a black and white pattern floor a checkered floor and it is flanked uh, on the left and right with two pillars uh, followed by a book with a square and compass and then you have another ribbon with uh, you know our our slogan of sorts over there now uh, like rinish mentioned right every lodge has a banner think of a banner kind of like a flag right every country has a flag uh, and that flag is uh like a visual representation of what that country stands for right so think of a banner in the same way it's kind of like a logo for the lodge let me make it a little more corporateish <laughs> corporate types right so think of it also like a logo uh like a visual representation of what the lodge is all about now star of the south is actually a diamond but nevertheless that's kind of like what the uh, lodge banner for my lodge looks like So Rinesh is going to explain about his lodge's banner. Hey, thank you, Shishir. And uh, I actually did not remember about the Star of the South being a diamond. Oh, that's that's something new which I uh, came to know. I, as in, I remember that, but somehow I never equated it with uh, the lodge of your uh, your lodge as being that. But that's very interesting. So Lodge United Services, right? If you would have heard by the name itself, it was started back uh, when the British. soldiers in bangalore the in the bangalore cantonment you could say were actually part of it wherein they used to be uh, so basically these guys were all part of uh, different services auxiliary services uh, under the british army or the british air force or the navy or whatever that was so obviously uh, pre after independence when the things uh, started changing and we still had members from the indian armed forces are, are continuing over here so my lodge's banner um, is <clears throat> as obviously the name in it and in case if you would like to understand how exactly it looks like please search for lodge united services number 58 in instagram and you will find our uh, logo which is which is exactly what we have in the middle of the banner as well so our banner has two pillars the two interesting pillars in freemasonry and those pillars are on the checkered floor the black and white explaining the duality of our life itself and right in the middle we have a crest and that crest has a square and compasses on the top 
uh elephant on one of the quadrant so because that thing is divided into three quadrant uh, left and right and one in the center so the the elephant represents the grand lodge of india the sturdy the sturdy animal which actually moves ahead and ensures that everything is like oh, mighty and everything so that's where we have on the right hand side we have the gopuram of a temple showcasing that we are part of the regional grand lodge of southern india because we are part of the south of india and then finally below we have an union of uh, uh, three units basically it showcases wings uh, representing air force it shows an anchor representing navy and it shows uh, two swords uh, rep- representing obviously the army and right on top is the ashoka chakra the emblem of our country which explains that where the united service actually comes from this is all of us all of this army navy air force unit coming together as well as the other auxiliary services under the uh, the military the navy and the air force which are part of india all come together so all these things are there in our uh, lodge banner now this lodge banner when it was designed i'm pretty sure we had a lot of thought like the way shishir like the like way shishir mentioned start of the south being a diamond they had coconut trees they had all these elements added to showcase the uniqueness of the brethren for that region coming together to form a lodge and that is exactly what that lodge banner is i would request you if you are a member of a lodge look at your banner understand the history of that because that history will teach us a lot of things see because for me when i looked at the banner for the first time for me it was royal it was something which was new because uh growing up right being part of uh, ncc as well as the scouts and guys which we used to listen about we always had somebody and the march past right in schools which we used to do we used to carry a school's uh name as a banner in front of us now imagine doing the same thing in freemasonry you have your lodge's banner and you actually used to at one point of time it was said that we used to hold that banner when we used to go into bigger meetings where all the other lodges used to be there so when the lodge name is called the brethren of that lodge will stand up and the banner holder a person will be uh, appointed for that he will hold that banner over there and that's exactly how uh, they used to know that oh these guys are from lodge star of the south these guys are from lodge uh, united services these guys are from some lodge in uh, delhi and some lodge in calcutta or in bombay whatever so that's how they used to actually work it out now let me move forward now these are the things which we have done for the lodge now what does freemasonry do for its members when they have become member we have been talking about that uh for most of our episodes like the second season episode on what are the different aspects which we have been adding but there are certain very interesting things which we do in freemasonry for our members and that is because those members are part of that lodge is why it actually happens taking care of them taking care of their uh, kin taking care of the widows those are all aspects those are do, those are important that that goes without saying we don't even have to talk about those stuff because it just goes without saying we do it irrespective of whether it has been asked or not but there are certain things which we do which is very interesting for a member to know about and i'm i'm talking especially to the new brethren or new members who join our a lodge and they kind of wonder okay i got all my 3 degrees what next what exactly do i get more out of freemasonry what do they do at certain point of time not talking about the other aspects hey rinesh uh, that's an interesting thing you brought up man and i want to just highlight since it's a very recent thing that happened uh, as part of your lodge's celebration 
there was this long term service jewel that was given to you know a few people in a lodge same thing happened yes. in my lodge as well in fact hmm. the senior most member in my lodge is about 45 years in masonry so why don't you kind of yeah. elaborate on that and explain to our yeah. listeners what is that all about thank you very much shishir so as i mentioned right just before shishir asked that question what else do we give uh, from freemasonry to the member now when we join a lodge right it's a service it's actually a service to freemasonry it's a service on ourselves it's a service to the world to to the, to the society around us and that work is constant work now many people will think what kind of service do we do right like do we actually dedicate uh, maybe a certain number of hours in on a weekly basis on a daily basis on doing these things that service is defined by you it all depends upon how you do it but in the overall scheme of things you managing your work your life and being a good person itself is a biggest service which you have done and that you are doing not just because we are members of a, a, a civilized society or a democratic nation or whatever you want to add we do it because we are human beings and that natu- that natural that moral value is already inbuilt in us it just needs sometimes honing the skills now all that is thankfully done in some cases thanks to freemasonry by the way i'm not at all saying that only freemasonry can give you that your Uh, religious organizations your fraternal group your own uh, drinking buddies or your kitty parties for women if they are able to give you all of those things so be it it depends upon which group you are part of however in freemasonry what we say is when a brother joins now for example shishir shishir when when exactly did you join freemasonry 2000 this was back in 2015 man 2015 so what 10 years next uh, next year you're going to complete 10 years in freemasonry now that's a good chunk of amount of time which you have spent and in that 10 years right for the 3650 days you have actually done a lot of work on yourself on around you you have been remembering certain at, uh, uh, teachings which you have done so that's the service which you are done for freemasonry and then freemasonry after you complete certain number of years be kind of showcases to the world that thank you very much for giving your time to freemasonry and for that there is a concept which we have in the grand lodge of india called as a long term service jewel which is given for brethren who have completed 25 years in freemasonry and then they give it to brethren who have completed 40 years 50 years and 60 years me i personally have attended uh, obviously 25 years long term service jewel of many brethren whom i know personally and they they get very excited you know what like i rinesh have completed 25 years i'm about to get a jewel would you please come and attend the uh, meeting for me as in and and we go there because we are proud of that brother's achievements okay we are proud of their personal achievements that we are proud of their achievements in freemasonry and the work they have done similarly i have also attended 40 years uh, I have attended 50 years but not in the masonic meeting obviously the brother was very old and uh, he was not able to come so we uh, members of the lodge actually went to his house and gave him the jewel and that was a, and, and I can see and I'm not kidding you shishir he literally had tears in his eyes 50 years he has given to freemasonry one of our very senior mason who uh, unfortunately passed away after that but I was so so proud of that his achievements right for me at that moment it was not oh it's another brother why should i even bother it is my 
brother it's my brother he he was what like i think around 90 85 or 90 years old or something 90 92 years old or something and he had given 50 years into freemasonry and i was like my goodness the amount of work which you would have done and he used to come and i remember when i joined freemasonry he was one of those senior brother who always used to come to lodge and every time he is not able to come because of his health he used to send a message to the secretary informing i'm really sorry i'm not able to come because of my health uh, climbing up the stairs and going up becomes a problem so i am trying to avoid as much as possible now that showcases that what do you call it? the belongingness to the lodge and that is what the lodge also does the lodge talks to the grand lodge of india informs them about who all are receiving their 25 or sorry who all have completed their 25 years 40 years 50 60 and so on and those are the guys who are receive who receives a jewel and a certificate from the grand lodge of india and where they are honored and that is what happens in long term service jewel can i just add one point here um so guys look at it this way all right why are we celebrating brethren who have been with me since for so long what is the point i mean it might seem obvious what is the point but i'm just trying to put a rhetorical question here right i'm putting it because there's an important aspect of joining freemasonry that important aspect is that you join freemasonry out of your own free will and accord meaning in simple terms nobody has forced you to join masonry if someone has forced you to join masonry i'm so sorry that person has not understood masonry then you join masonry because you yourself wants to join you continue in masonry because you yourself wants to continue in masonry you see the value in it you see the purpose in it and you align yourself with it and then you go on on this wonderful journey of course along the way there might be patches of time when you might not be able to be as regular as you might want to but that's okay so long as you still have that spark of masonry and you yearn to get back to the lords as a regular joining member right such kind of dedication does not come because you are um, you know obliged by someone or something it's because you feel the need within your heart to come there on that you know time of the month uh, whenever your lodge meets and you sort of meet your brethren have a good working have a good time with them and then you part ways and look forward to the next meeting this is why it is important to celebrate that dedication a simple thing just showing up obviously when you show up you would also be more involved in many other ways but sometimes just showing up to the lodge and doing your part is also important and that is where such celebrations really matter and that part where rinesh mentioned that very senior brother had tear tears in his eyes obviously he is given so much to masonry come to think of it he just gets maybe a certificate maybe one little jewel what we call to hang on the coat pocket but believe me for a brother like that who has spent so much time that little you know uh, that little token is much more its value in weight or whatever it might be it, it's priceless it's a it's a matter of pride that i've been so long in masonry so you know i just wanted to give that color so yeah rinesh back to you shishir interesting part is even if you have not been able to climb up the ladder to become the worshipful master 
uh, if you have not been uh, able to actually come regularly as well because of what your professional or your personal commitments or whatever it is there is no distinction every brother still receives that once he has completed that many years we still we reach out to freemason we reach out to the grand lodge of india and inform them that they have completed there there is no question asked has he served as the worshipful master of the lodge or has he actually got any kind of ranks nothing at that moment you are a bare minimum stuff which is basically are you a brother of that lodge that's it that's the only question which is asked obviously right now the question asked in the sense that's that's the only reason i will be able to send it across but the point is at that moment there is no distinction whether you actually hold an office whether you have given a lot or given very less no questions asked every brother receives it and that is the beautiful part in freemasonry similar to that and this is the part which i really do not like and i always hope that i will never be able i should not actually attend it but unfortunately i attended it is a memorial service now when a brother passes away and which obviously is a well there is no there we don't need to mince any words we know what exactly happens when a beloved uh, family member passes away and we also get the same feeling when a brother from our lodge and we get to hear that he has passed away so what do what what happens we hold a special ceremony for that brother a memorial service again the uh, finer points right it will be very interesting if you actually get to see it and by the way this is the interesting part again no uh, shishir long term service jewel can be held in with non masons along with us that that can be done we actually are able to do that the same thing is for memorial service we have two seg- two segments to it in case if a family member is not able to attend or uh, non masons are not there we have one session which basically it's nothing nothing different it's very similar to all of those things it's just certain words will be changed a certain way will be done differently but the overall answer is still the, the overall message or the overall way is still the same long term service jewel and memorial service are two such events okay in freemasonry which i know of where uh, non masons are allowed to enter and trust me i have actually witnessed uh, and coincidentally the first memorial service which i ever witnessed was of your lodge lodge star of the south when your worshipful when the worshipful uh, i think worshipful brother manoj was the one who was actually sitting on the eastern chair and he did it and i saw tears in his eyes because for him the brother who passed away i am really sorry i don't remember because this was almost 9 years back 9 or 8 years back uh he said that he was his mentor and that moment i was really and because i was new in freemasonry for me everything was different i was like why why is this happening how is this happening but the more i saw the fraternity which we had the brotherhood which we have i understood why worshipful brother manoj cried i understood why he actually had uh, that that quiver in his voice when it actually happened when he was talking about him and that's what kind of reminded me i as i said it's unfortunate that you have to attend it but if you ever get to hear irrespective whether he is a member of your lodge whether you know him or not attend because that's the respect which we give to a brother in freemasonry he has laid down his arms he has laid down his uh, working tools and he has gone up he has gone to meet his creator and that is a tear jerking moment right at that moment you see the family they are coping up with the loss they you see their friends coping up with this loss with that loss you're seeing brethren in that lodge coping with that loss i remember shishir uh hanumantu uh, when he passed away right 
like i remember yeah, the situation i was about to bring your, that up as lodge. well yeah in yeah. your lodge i have sat with him i have had discussions with that brother prasanna my goodness and you, your losses are there like and i remember those brethren in my lodge we had shudarshan balse who passed away and at that moment we had a meeting uh, in freemasons hall and when we were talking i remember the uh, jokes which he used to crack and as i said for everybody and anybody right around us who's listening to this you obviously have gone through this okay in your family circle in your friend circle we also have gone through the same but we also have attached this freemasonry angle to it uh, in angle in the sense they are freemasons and they have also we know them as brothers and that is exactly what the freemasonry offers to that brother who has passed away we give them that memorial service that last moment of respect which we are able to give i would like to just add a few words uh, here as well you know a memorial service is a very solemn kind of a service you know you're obviously doing it for a, a brother with whom you may have spent a lot of time or maybe you may not have maybe you're new but regardless seeing the energy in the room you would know that someone that this particular brother was really held in high regard you know so if i recall the memorial service i attended for brother hanumantu i would say he was one of those brothers very senior very senior person you know he was like an encyclopedia of masonry you ask him anything he would have answers and he would explain beautifully but beyond that i remember when i joined newly in the lodge uh, he was among those uh, you know seniors whenever i gave any charge any lecture or if i did any kind of working or took up any substitution and because i was new to all this right so obviously i would mess up or sometimes i would forget my portions and i would have to read you know i like the the natural feeling would be like my god i messed up and everybody was looking at me imagine 30 40 people's eyes pointed at you because at that moment you're doing something which is part of the ceremony and imagine messing up at the wrong time how would you feel right at that moment the last thing you want to hear from someone is hey you messed up but you know what he used to do he used to always come and tell me he and his brothers as well he, he would come and tell me brother good job i'm sure you will do better next time two lines nothing more but those two lines made me feel so much lighter and better because i felt that even after messing up so badly he feels that okay forget about good job maybe he's just making me feel good but he says i can do better next time means he probably has seen something in me which i only am not able to see so maybe next time i'll ask ahead uh, or maybe i'll tell in advance that hey next time this is the thing i'm going to do and i'll prepare and come and if i want help can some brother help me so it brought up that little spark in me to do better and you know as a new mason you're always not just as a new, new mason if you're new anywhere you want to find reasons to keep coming back to that place whether it's a new job or whatever it might be right and if you don't get that encouragement and it's not like someone has to come and hug you and say loudly or you know pat your back every time maybe a simple you know uh, hand on your shoulder a look into the eye and two lines like this is enough to make you feel encouraged and interested to keep coming back and i think it is behaviors like this that i would i would implore every senior in the lodge to sort of uh, you know uh, exhibit 
and encourage the younger brethren because let me be very blank here today i am here on this planet tomorrow i might not exist all right it won't matter to a lot of people it might matter to a few but during your time whether you are senior or junior whatever you might be if you treat or encourage people with just a few kind words it goes a long way same way in masonry also if the seniors take that approach and a lot of them do i'm just trying to you know put it or rather reiterate this point that little things like this really encourages the lord's future because it is the younger brother who will take the baton from you one day and start charting the history of your lord so with that i'll give it back to renesh to talk about another very interesting ceremony which i have not attended but i look forward to attending one day yes and the final one which i have heard which i have actually attended is called a divine service now very interesting part of the divine service by the way this shishir also is actually open for non masons to attend and we always encourage non masons to attend this because this is where we kind of showcase a glimpse because many people obviously always try to equate right oh you guys have the 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 what do you call the bible and the bhagavad gita in front of you so you are doing some religious stuff so you may be a religious organization and we kind of obviously explain see we need god on our side but we don't need to be uh, need to actually tag ourselves as that however the divine service is a very interesting event which is held uh, in any place which uh, any lodge can actually do that but the grand master of the grand lodge of india actually is in attendance at that so what normally happens is we so this is this let me just give you a bit of a background the grand lodge of india has allowed has actually asked five volumes of sacred law to be kept on the altar the altar where the square and compass is also kept we also have five books so the bhagavad gita the holy bible the holy quran uh, uh guru granth sahib and zendavesta these are the five books which are allowed the reason is obviously we have members of so many faith in freemasonry that we need to represent all of those things there and that's why all those things are there now obviously everybody thinks oh these are five different books uh that is exactly why the divine service comes into place the divine service informs everybody that maybe the book is different maybe the cover is different maybe the author might be different maybe the the collection of stories are different but the moral values the underlying aspect of each of these books are the same and that's what actually happens in divine service in a divine service we take certain excerpts from each of these books and are presented or rather read in front of it with their explanation with their uh, translation to all which kind of informs or explains us that there is similarity in all of this now imagine this brethren uh, when i spoke about this overall ceremonies which we actually have in freemasonry apart from the the first degree second degree and third degree work which we have been talking about you have certain aspects which is dedicated to the lodge you have certain aspect which is dedicated to the members and there is one aspect which is dedicated to that almighty where we explain that that almighty is the same there is only one there are many mouthpieces of it there are many paths towards it it is like Okay, I I used to always say that Mount Everest might have only two paths to go, the north side and the, the other one, right? Like, but assume if you are able to, you will definitely use all the sides to reach to the summit. And each side will actually have its own hurdles. Each side will actually have its own easier path, and it has its own ups and downs. And that's what divine service is all about. We bring out those certain excerpts from those books, all the five books, and present it to the world to showcase 
that we might be different but there is a lot of similarity among us interesting point over there rinesh and uh, you know just to highlight one point i mean divine service you mentioned is also open to non masons but yes. you know we do something similar and you also done that in your uh, yes. celebration right in, in our centenary even in rinesh mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. there is one particular aspect there is one particular point where all these volumes of sacred law excerpts from it are actually read out um, that's true yes yeah so it, it's part of you know just reiterating that we are all one we might what? use different ways different paths but uh, it all just goes the goal by, is the same yeah the goal yes. is the same it all goes back to one singular point uh, mm-hmm. the most important uh, in, in the universe right so yeah i think that being said we have covered the major aspects of what else is there in masonry right but mm-hmm. believe me there's a lot more to it there's a lot more to it and it all depends on how you know deeply you want to get involved with the lords how deeply you are able to get involved with the lords if you are someone who's retired you know obviously you have time on your hands you have experience on your hands you can guide new brethren if you are new to the lords then obviously you have your day job as well or business on your side which you need to focus on but regardless of the situation in your life masonry is definitely something which will add colors that you may have never experienced before it will forge friendships that you may have never thought of before not only that you might find it strange to talk to a stranger because you don't know them there is no connection but the moment you know that so and so person from xyz country is a mason the instant familiarity that sense of you know uh, knowing this person in some way is is just it's it's unique to masonry i would say yes, you know yes. so <laughs> and i'm sure rinesh you have met a lot of you know visitors even i have yes. met visitors who come from other countries and to attend our lodges and they go back feeling like as if you know i've known these guys for god knows when like they they came to meet an extended family member <laughs> yeah that's what they they come thinking either and they go feeling like that <laughs> you yes. know so that's the best part of it but again mm-hmm. uh, just to tie everything together uh masonry is an interesting journey whether you want to walk the path is absolutely 100% up to you but if you do definitely try to see how deeply you can get involved in it it's all your choice and no one's going to force you for anything right all right now coming back uh, you know to the future of season 3 in the ashlers yes yes <laughs> so uh, this is uh, this episode is with a purpose to give you a glimpse into of uh, into what more is there but believe me like i said there's a lot more to it uh there are all kinds of degrees uh, other degrees beyond just the first thing and different third. orders there are different yes. orders that are out there so we will be elaborating into those as well in the coming uh, future episodes we will also obviously have our papers that we would like to discuss because you know uh, out of season 1 and season 2 although we didn't dis- discuss any papers in season 1 but renation myself have been in circles where we have you know been in touch with brethren who are like literally a google of sorts when it comes to free something <laughs> knowledge in india uh, no no i i think uh, shishir we should change the word from google to chat gpt in that sense chat okay yeah chat <laughs> yeah they don't give us GPT. like random stuff they give us like to the point stuff to the point yeah we like exactly. we like random stuff not denying because so that we can also <laughs> do our own research but we sometimes straight to the point stuff also helps 
correct correct yeah so open yeah, ai for us going going with the times so they are like google's and chat gpt's of sorts but the point is that freemasonry in india if you have heard season 1 you would know it's it's uh, pretty old you know going back from 1700s uh, to date so imagine the wealth of knowledge that has accumulated over centuries and freemasons in india they are a wealth of knowledge it's it's impossible you know to think that okay india may not know much but believe me guys there's a wealth of knowledge here and we want to keep tapping into that and share it with the world it's uh, going to be crucial that we discuss papers obviously but like i said there's a lot more to masonry and we'll be delving into that as well so those of you who are listening to us and and are not masons right i'm sure this adds more color and this gives you more context into what masonry is all about and those of you who are masons and are probably thinking of having some people uh, who would be interested to join masonry definitely you can share these episodes or you could share the first you know one or two episodes of our first season those are our very first episodes which covers very important and very basic aspects like an faq or masonry so you could use this uh, you know these episodes as a talking point or something that gives them actual correct information <laughs> rather than going into uh, all conspiracy theories and all of that stuff so i hope our little effort here from renation myself are really making your weekends or weekdays or free time interesting by sharing this knowledge but at the same time also is helping you to have open conversations about masonry with people who might be curious or interested to know more about our gentle craft um so with that uh, rinish any other points you want to just quickly bring in closing no i think you have covered everything we are looking forwards to sharing uh, papers and insights about different about the other orders which we have in india uh so that we so that so the idea is to obviously share that information uh let's take that information i i would request all the listeners take that information wait and then take your own choice on what you need to do with it and that's exactly what our idea was when it came to freemasonry show the world what we have what we can offer and just give them perfect so with that folks we come to an end to another interesting episode i hope you enjoyed this please let us know what do you think we really love to hear from you you can email us uh, the ashlers podcast at gmail.com you could drop us a line on our threads or on instagram uh, you could uh, even leave comments on the episode whatever platform you choose some platforms have an option to leave comments some may not but regardless please do let us know what do you think we'd love to hear from you on that so with that thank you everyone have an amazing day or evening or night bye bye mm-hmm. Bye. That's all folks. We sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of Freemasonry. If you have any queries about what we have shared on the podcast or about Freemasonry in general, please check out the show notes for links to the Grand Lodge of India's website or write us an email which is theashlerspodcast at gmail.com.